Underpowered Hour. On this week's show, the new Defender 75th Anniversary Edition, the trek happened, a new military Defender, I can Linus drive the McGrew Trail, and we update you on all things Rebel Rally before the event starts next week. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the faint smell of petrol to Stephen's factory air quality sensor. I'm the unwelcome odor of podcasting. Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike. Well, it is uh, another week of fabulous uh, Land Rover news that uh, we have to go through. I think we would be remiss as we we just missed it uh, last week to uh, talk about the 75th anniversary uh, Land Rover Defender. And of course, this is the new uh, Land Rover Defender. I, I'm not convinced that uh, our friends at the uh, Land Rover Jaguar Classic Works uh, won't uh, come up with some kind of classic model that uh, they seem to have an infinite number of classic defenders that they can they can sell to you uh, under the uh, special edition uh, pretense. But uh, uh, But the new Defender, 75th anniversary, uh, edition. Uh, have you had a chance to see it? And what do you think? I have had a chance to see photos of it. I haven't seen it in person, but right. um, I, I think it is, it is green. You know, that's its sure uh, most uh, distinguishing characteristic. It is the, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. classic green color of, uh, I guess the, the idea is that it's the classic green color of the, the uh, original production. Q one six six vehicle is that is that right? I think it's so sort of supposed to be in that family, but that it 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 I don't know it has this pearlescence to it that it's a bit it's a bit weird look. I feel like it looks like um, a tackle box that I had uh, growing up uh, that it's was like probably a, not what they were going for. Canadian Tire tackle box is it, it, it sort of has that <laughs> sort of uh, that sort of a motif a little bit. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I um. You know, I I don't dislike it, um, but I I am I am remiss if I were to say that I I'm in love with it. You know what I did love? I, I did love the the sort of uh, heritage or whatever they called it, uh, last run of the Defender. Um, mm -hmm. I think that this this one is missing a couple important things. It it doesn't have a white roof which I think is interesting that they've decided if they're doing a... Now, I don't know that the goal behind this car was to do like an homage car. It, it might I mean, just be like... It's a 75th anniversary edition. Like, what's, like the, what's the point of it if it's not that? Right? Um, you know, so I think it should have had a white roof. I think it's a little weird that it doesn't have a white roof. I think um, it should have had a canvas top. 
Oh, that's what I think. Yeah, that's exactly right. This is the perfect time to announce the Canvas Top uh, yeah. uh, Factory Defender. Yeah, it's just weird. Um, I also and and I'm not really like a big like wheel guy. I don't really care most of the time. But the fact that the wheels are the same color as the body, it just feels like too much of that color. Like it's a fine color, I, I suppose. Uh, to but, be fair, you know, the original had body it, color wheels. It as absolutely well. did have body colored wheels. Yeah, um, and maybe if these were like you know, steel wheel, uh, you know, like they, like they had on the original, maybe it would, it would work. I, I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. So your, your jury's still out for you on this car. The jury's still out. I mean, I don't know. I think, um, someone will wrap the roof white, um, you know, and probably put, you know, white, um, wheels on it. Maybe, maybe that'll look cool, but no, generally speaking, I don't just like the color. I think the color's fine. Um, I do kind of wish they had done something a little bit more than just the paint for the... Uh, do we know it's paint, or is it potentially simply wrapped? It's a black... Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> just wrapped. I'm not sure. I know the name of the color is Grasmere Green. Ooh, where is Grasmere? What is, what's the significance of that? I don't know the answer to no. that. No, it could have been yeah. And the original color, I think, was just green. Just green. Just called it green. Called it green, yeah. yeah. It was the green one, or the, the red one, or the, 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 the blue one. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, like I said, I don't dislike it. I, um, I think it's an interesting color. It just feels a little, uh, monotone to me. It feels like a little one sort of just one volume, you know, it doesn't have a lot else, uh, going for it. Uh, no, uh, no side ladder. I think, I, I mean, to be, to be fair, that's kind of, that's kind of the original, right? It's just it's true. No frills, it's true. no it's frills, true. no extra stuff. No, I mean, it has some extra stuff inside, but yeah. as far as the spec of the vehicle, it's basic, You're right. right? You're right. And uh, in fact, this shouldn't have come with a roof at all. Forget about a soft. This should have been an option to add a roof to it. It simply could have should have come with with no roof. The roof no door doesn't tops. come out for another year. That. For another year, yeah. You just had to use a tarp. <laughs> if you remember, they didn't, exactly they didn't right. start yeah. making those roofs. Yeah, still. There was no roof for it. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that would have been more efficient. More, then there would have been a 76th anniversary roof that you just put on your 75th anniversary uh, car. That's right. No, you know, that's all right. You know, it's a, yet, a, yet another, another day, uh, another uh, specially painted uh, new uh, Defender. So uh, Possibly painted. But you know what isn't just specially painted? Uh, it is, uh, it is uh, specially wrapped and does have a bunch of shit all over the outside of it is the, uh, is the Trek Defender, like we talked about uh, last week. But uh, now the, the Trek event, the uh, 20... Uh, 22 Trek event has uh, actually happened. And uh, and a few of our good friends, uh, Jeff Aronson uh, was out there in the uh, in the mud and uh, camping, I guess, on the roof of his uh, of his Trek Defender. It's interesting because now they are number of 100. So I wonder, did they make 20 cars or 30 cars rather uh, to, to make it from 70 to a hundred or did they make a hundred cars this year? It seems as though that number might just keep going up. Whereas I guess I thought that Trek 2021, uh, they just had 70 cars that they'd made, but maybe that's not the case. Maybe they only make 30 cars or something per year and they just keep incrementing that number. Cause I, I can't imagine that they would have needed a hundred cars for this event, that just didn't. That just doesn't seem like it makes any sense to me. You don't need a hundred cars for the event, but you need as many cars as you have chips to sell them. 
That's exactly right. Yeah, that is a good point. I don't know where they would find 100. Where do they find 100 defenders? That's why you can't buy one. They've been stockpiling them for a year to do this event. 100 defenders, that's a, that's a pretty significant number of defenders given how uh, difficult they are to find. They're, they're taking all the ones that have been returned under Lemon Laws and then wrapping them. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, there is a, a, also another, speaking of a wrap, um, and we do have to, we, we're going to have to get, uh, before we move on, we're going to have to get Jeff Aronson on to talk about his uh, his Trek experience. I would love to uh, to hear it uh, told through uh, his very, very unique perspective and uh, camping out there in the woods and all that sort of uh, business. It's uh, Not to mention his homey uh, New England accent. I can't so, wait. It's like a warm bullet clam chowder, that guy, when he talks. It certainly is. And you can hear the crackling <laughs> fire in the background, uh, you know, during the interview. They say, uh, you know, it really is. It really is. One of my favorite people. And, uh, yeah, so we'll have to get – we'll have to reach out to him and see how uh, how things went out in the uh, out in the wilderness with the uh, new Trek cars. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're cool looking and, uh, you know, that. But, again, speaking of, uh, of a wrap, uh, there is a fun article that you, that you actually sent me of jointforces.com which i know you are a uh, frequent uh, frequent peruser of jointforces.com subscribed yeah yeah hard subscribe with notifications <laughs> um all about a land rover defender uh being used in military service but the twist here is the new land rover defender for military service so what's the yeah. what's the deal with that i think that uh you know a, a lot of people have complained that uh you know the land rover has uh you know, sort of overlooked the commercial and, and military role of the classic, you know, defender or the traditional role for the Landover and pursued the the luxury market, which, you know, it makes sense. You know, you're, you're either a volume business or you're a margin business and they're, mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. a margin business, especially with the supply chain there. Yeah. A real big margin business. So, um, you know, this this particular variant has been displayed at a military trade show, it looks like. Mm -hmm. And they've got a couple of the new Defenders. They're uh, wrapped in drab green. They've got drab green steel wheels. They've got a snorkel. They've got winches. Got a few, like, military-esque, you know. And I think there's probably a a company that's trying to shop these around to, um, you know, maybe a, a government contractor or a paramilitary group of some kind, you know, that mm -hmm. might mm -hmm. order these vehicles. Uh, for use in some capacity, whether it's a uh, real, you know, general service uh, seems unlikely, but uh, you know, it's kind of interesting to see them mocked up that way. Well, yeah. And you know, as, as I think everyone knows the, uh, the TUM, which is the, the British army's uh, truck utility medium uh, is the Wolf 110 right now still. Um, and at some point, although those things do tend to last forever, at some point those are going to kind of end of life, right? Like, uh, you know the uh, the tum is gonna uh, is gonna sour, and then you're gonna need to uh, you need to replace it with something else. Yeah, and uh, the question is, what will that be? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, over here we moved to the Oshkosh, uh, you know, uh, car that that replaced the uh, AM yeah. General Humvee, um, yeah. and uh, it's way closer to an armored personnel carrier, heavy troop transport than it was, you know, to the Humvee. It's about as far away from the Willys Jeep as two vehicles. It's it basically might as well be an airplane. What's you know? kind of interesting is the British military has also used the Dyer Pinsgauer 
yeah. in a military role, and uh, Magnister is the manufacturer of the Ineos Grenadier. That's right. So, is there a you know role that that might fill? You know, given the fact that they're already a military supplier, you know, can you see that happening? It is a British company too. I mean, uh, you know, Ineos uh, owned obviously by uh, mm-hmm. uh, by James Radcliffe, the uh, the gentleman that uh, played Harry Potter in the uh, Harry Potter films, and uh, that is uh, <laughs> a fact and canon. And uh, you know, besides being a very talented child actor, also apparently chemical tycoon and uh, inventor of uh, a vehicle. So, I mean, it it I don't know. It seems like it has a lot of the pieces that would yeah. make sense for for something like that, and it could be probably fairly easily militarized of course they still make a version of the glendevagen that is used in military service of course it doesn't it's not the the one they license to mercedes it's the one that has not an s uh, class interior in it just a regular uh, truck interior so i suppose that would be an option as well but yeah i mean i don't know it would sure be weird to see you know the ineos grenadier uh replacing the wolf defender but i think you know that is a real option especially if ineos carries through and does a sort of cargo van version and a pickup truck version and all the ones they're talking about sort of sure. making i don't i don't know how big of a market there is for those cars outside of utility and uh, commercial but uh I don't know. We'll see. It certainly looks more like a military vehicle than the new Defender. I've seen several articles recently saying, I think at Car and Driver, Mm -hmm. I mentioned that uh, Ineos is trying to set up a dealer network here in the U.S. for the Grenadier. I know people who have, I know plenty of people who have a a reservation for one, put the money down and uh, and are waiting patiently to find out when uh, they uh, they might get them. That seems to be how you buy cars now. You uh, you know, you see a, a solid works drawing that is presented uh, mm-hmm. at some festival and then uh, you put an order down and then three to five years later, you might get a car. It's, it's a great an, business model. It really is, isn't it? Yeah, it's you put down, model. you know, a few hundred dollars and uh, you just wait. This this reminds me of uh, of uh, my uh, my business model, which is to start a university. That's, yes. that's really exclusive. Mm-hmm. And uh, you accept, uh, you know, uh, applications. And mm-hmm. application fees for places mm-hmm. at this university. Right. And you're just so selective that you never accept anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was, I think, I, I want to say there was a former president that may have set up a university similar to that. I, I think, I think he accepted a lot of oh, people. Oh, oh, that it was the opposite. It was yeah. the opposite. It was, it was accept yes. everyone, but don't actually produce anything. Uh, yeah, from that. there yeah, you right, go. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. No, that's not a bad idea. Underpowered university. I think, you know, we get some. We get some signups for sure, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Ike grease chisel tutorials, you know, Linus trouser purchasing tutorials. I think actually, you know, maybe a viable business there. I mean, you know, there's only so many trains with so many hobos to, you know, to get pants from. But I think there are other topics we could probably explore that have uh, a little more distance. Harmonica shopping. He, he's like a, the classic hobo, you know? He really he'll, is. Yeah. He'll steal a pie off your windowsill that guy will. oh for sure yeah for sure <laughs> knows like three or four different ways to tie a bandana onto the end of the stick with all of his worldly possessions in it it's fantastic it's fantastic uh, i for one am a huge uh, fan of uh, of linus's uh, secret vintage camping facebook group uh, that i believe only only you and i and maybe jenna are <laughs> members of it's, but it's uh, actually it's pretty popular i love it's it. pretty cool I, uh, I it i brings a smile on my face every time Every time there's antique like a, auto camping, oh, man, it's super cool. I really, it's really neat. It. 
I really do. I really enjoy it. We're going to take a very quick break to hear from this sponsor. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And now back to the show. Well, speaking of antique auto camping, speaking of antique auto camping, uh, you and Linus took a uh, a big uh, trip over the uh, last couple of days. So uh, if I'm not uh, if I'm not uh, mistaken, you uh, you finally drove the uh, MacGruber uh, trail. It it, it is uh, the McGrew trail. The McGruber trail is uh, something you're probably familiar with. Yeah. That's uh, great. I, <laughs> at any rate it's that little bit of hair under your butt. <laughs> yeah. at any rate yeah linus and i uh we left friday evening for a whirlwind trip with the pacific coast land rover club um we had been uh wanting to do this trail it's sort of a classic oregon wagon road from the mm-hmm. late 1800s mm-hmm. and uh you know obviously it doesn't see too many wagons nowadays but uh, it's 26 miles in Southern Oregon, you know, kind of right on the California border. In fact, you cross over into California very briefly. Mm-hmm. It's about three hours away from us. And so we took the uh, 57 Series 1 soft top and mm-hmm. uh, we rolled down there with the Pacific Coast Rover Club. We camped out uh, on Friday evening and then we left uh, on the trail bright and early on uh, Monday morning. And this is a permit trail. So you have to put mm. in for a permit and then mm-hmm. you get a, a gate code. And okay. then you can open the gate. It's um, it's a protected area. There's uh, apparently a, I thought you were going to say uh, the code is one, <laughs> no, two. no. The, it's a protected area. I believe mm-hmm. it's it's closed to most vehicle traffic because mm-hmm. there's a, a flower that uh, oh, cool. it blooms certain times of year, so they control mm-hmm. the number of uh, vehicles on the trail. But it's it's cool because you can still drive this classic, you know, American uh, Sierra Trail. Uh, it's it's really a neat one, and um, it's uh, 26 miles, and it traverses uh, you know some neat landscapes, some mm-hmm. rocky desert, uh, you know some uh, high forest, you know, and uh, then some of the valleys are they're you know even got ferns and that sort of thing. I would I would describe the most of the trail as as sort of slow rock crawl. You know, there's uh, several more significant obstacles with bypasses. Uh, on our trip, we had uh, two LR3s. Okay, yeah, both uh, well equipped. Yeah, both well equipped uh, aftermarket tires and wheels and mm-hmm. lifts and you know traction control. Obviously, uh, really well set up rooftop tents and you know the whole nine yards winches. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty well equipped vehicles, and then uh, two classic defenders, uh, a NAS 110. Actually, mm. formerly my NAS 110. Oh. Uh, uh, that was on the trail. It has uh, front and rear lockers. And uh, then there was a 95 Italian spec oh, three-door cool. 110, mm. 300 TDI turbo mm. diesel truck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that guy, uh, he had brought it for, this was the maiden voyage. He, he hadn't really driven it, recently imported it. And uh, mm-hmm. it had, you know, off-road tires and that sort of thing. Pretty well-prepared vehicle. And then there was a, a Series 2. Nice. Uh, a Range Rover with a 300 TDI hmm. and then my series one. And uh, it was, it was great. So 
we uh, did most of the harder obstacles um, in the series one. Mm-hmm. It did it did pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the newer trucks, you know, were held up by their wheelbase or whatever. The most capable truck was uh, a Discovery Two, which uh, I think was borrowed. And there, oh, everyone knows that the most capable truck is a borrowed vehicle. Yeah, that's because you, yeah, you don't give a shit what happens to it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. that guy, that guy, his his expedition, you know, overlanding kit consisted of like a box of wheat thins, uh-huh. a tarp, yeah. a, a set of golf clubs, and a tire with no wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as you know, is the official underpowered hour overlanding kit. Uh, it's available through Pangolin 4x4, uh, shipped actually inside the tire. So it, yeah. it only had one front fender, and mm-hmm. uh, it uh, it was dented throughout, and it had it had seen some trails in yeah. the past. Yeah, that and sounds it, like the right kind of rig. It did really well, mostly because uh, he didn't care what happened to it. Once he was able to get the the center diff lock fixed, it it, <laughs> it really took off. You know, he just kind of pointed it at an obstacle and and floored it. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> just bounced through it. Nice. Did really did really well. Did so apparently, well. last year or the year before, somebody had uh, unfortunately met their untimely demise on this trail. They had. Mm. Uh, kind of slid off of the trail and there's a couple places where the exposure is really steep to mm-hmm. one side and mm-hmm. uh, he uh he rolled his rubicon jeep rubicon down mm-hmm. yeah. a pretty steep embankment and didn't didn't make it didn't, but, didn't um, make it it's yeah, pretty terrible anyway it's uh, beautiful scenery there's some waterfalls there's uh you know some nice uh, swimming areas towards mm-hmm. the end uh, mm-hmm. nice campground sourdough campground mm-hmm. uh really beautiful area to explore i uh i'm looking forward to go going back so we got we finished the trail about six o'clock in the evening so oh, wow yeah it's uh, then we got uh we uh hung out and had a little snack and then we hit the trail again we left immediately after finishing that trail and we drove uh four and a half hours <laughs> <laughs> and then uh that back to o'brien oregon and then we did another two so we got home about 1 30 in the morning so that we could continue the shop move yes of course how is the shop move going oh it's it's i think we're we're good you know i think it's uh this this is the last week of the shop move and mm-hmm. uh hell or high water it's it's gonna get done so i'm I'm looking forward to being uh past it and what was the fate of the uh, linus solo toilet the linus solo it it was removed and uh and disposed of mm-hmm. uh by a hazmat crew that's too bad i uh i <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think I'm always going to regret not uh, not having uh, partaken. Uh, in I can that, so. I can contact that crew and, and see, see if, if they, they could they could yeah. they could find it and we could ship it to you and you could you install know, it in your own so shop. About having it in the middle of my <laughs> shop is having it in the middle of your shop. I think that was <laughs> that's really that was the appeal for me. Uh, less so just the open uh, uh, Pittsburgh style toilet, and uh, I was in fact. Uh, uh, corrected it is it is 100 percent the pittsburgh toilet uh at one point i said chicago toilets are the ones that are just open in your basement it is 100 percent the pittsburgh toilet is the one mm. that is just a just a solo free toilet in the in the basement of your home so uh you know what i, I you know i have to say it is something i i feel like i want to try out i'm just saying just once you know 
Anything, yeah, anything. don't let me know how that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll shoot an Instagram uh, for it. We'll post it up online, and uh, yeah, we'll add that to uh, we'll add that to uh, you know. People love watching me assemble uh, beadlock wheels. Apparently, that is an extremely uh, that was an extremely popular uh, Instagram mm. video from this uh, this past week, putting the uh, the tires uh, onto the rim. But I didn't actually shoot putting the tires on the rim because I had to go over to our our friends uh, over here at uh, at uh, SCB uh, Wheel and alignment and uh, they they mounted them uh, for us smart but, uh, smart yeah. you know if you buy a tire machine it's like buying a trampoline you're just gonna get a bunch of injured kids <laughs> that's exactly right <laughs> and these uh these braid wheels because they have the ridge on the inside of the tire for the bead to lock against um we just kept putting more air into them until the bead set and uh, everybody as the pressure went up backed a little farther out of the room until yeah. they finally set but uh yeah they take up they take a pretty good amount of uh of air pressure I, I think their shop air goes up to about 150 pounds and a couple times we came like startlingly near that seeing as the maximum pressure on the tire is only 80 pounds it uh it was uh yeah it was it was fun but uh yeah all set and all locked and looking good speaking of bead locks is there going to be some kind of uh unveiling of this vehicle are we going to see uh, some pictures of that soon no uh, okay. Yes, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you ask, uh, Ike, because yeah, we are uh, doing the big, the big photo shoot, all tasteful, some nude, but but all tasteful mm. on uh, Thursday. Uh, as the uh, wrap has been applied by our good friends here in uh, Santa Clarita at uh, 111. Uh, Chris and the gang over there have done stuff for us in the past. And man, they are, I mean, they wrap trophy trucks and stuff for a living and RVs and all kinds of insane, you know, media and sponsored sort of stuff. So they are real good at it, but they have really uh, outdone themselves. And man, they did it uh, super quick and uh, it looks, uh, it looks so, so good looks so so good with those uh, fantastic braid wheels on them with the uh with the beadlock ring and uh and everything all matchy matchy full sail orange it's uh it is uh it is pretty outstanding so just working out the last uh, few little uh kinks with getting this uh racing uh fiberglass racing hood on there uh doing a little doing a little <laughs> secondary fiberglass work to make sure it all it all fits properly and uh and then yeah she's off for the big uh, photo shoot on Thursday because the car ships to uh Reno on uh Friday and uh Liza and Jenna ship on uh Friday uh, I'm sorry, on Saturday, we've got a, a crate prepared for them and we'll fold them up in there and throw in a, again, a, a box of all the thins. Yeah. All that's of... left is to drill some holes. <laughs> yeah. Just drill some holes and drop in some almonds and, and uh, set them on the FedEx truck and they'll all be in Reno by, uh, by late that, uh, that Saturday, uh, which will be super cool. Can't wait. We're actually uh, going to talk to them. Uh, so mark this on your calendars live from the rebel start line. Well, from the rebel start area not necessarily the start line on wednesday october 5th at 5 30 and that is pacific time live on instagram that'll be both i believe the uh overland her and the underpowered hour instagram on uh, the 5th of october at 5 30 pacific time that's in the p.m not 5 30 a.m and uh, then uh, you'll be able to follow them live live as they progress uh through the rebel social media they have an app where you can actually see them on a map and then like try to tell them that they're going the wrong way um and then of course there's the daily youtube show 
that the rebel uh, produces. And uh, so I, I suggest if you're interested in, uh, in tracking Liza and Jenna's progress that you, you what, head down. What is their team number down. again? One five five team mm-hmm. number one fifty five the nice. full sale dream team uh, should be great so they will be driving the uh, full sale university dream machine a nineteen ninety four Land Rover Defender ninety the only time it has ever been attempted in a Defender ninety <laughs> in a classic Defender ninety I think there's a good reason for that so we'll see. we'll, we'll find see. out yeah we'll find out we just stacked higher where normally you'd be able to just fill the inside of the one ten we've instead just gone higher it's like a it's like an English bus there's just uh, many layers many layers of shit all stacked on top of each other. Uh, rolling through the desert so it's uh it's gonna be uh it's gonna be fantastic so stay tuned for that we're uh we're looking uh, super forward to uh chatting uh as that's the last time we'll talk to them maybe maybe ever i don't know they might die out there it's possible so it's they unlikely might just drive off and leave us that's it they're gonna Velma and louise us and that's uh yeah that's gonna be it well and you know no one would blame them no one no. Would blame. in fact many would ask why it's taken this long I think. Mm. Yeah, it's true. And then uh, we're going to do a little post, uh, a little post rebel wrap up on the other side uh, of the uh, event uh, on the uh, Sunday, the 16th. And we'll have that uh, out uh, ready and uh, for the, uh, for the show on the uh, 17th, Monday, the 17th. So look forward to all of that hard hitting rebel rally content coming up here over the next uh, few weeks. Uh, We're going to have some exciting folks come on and uh, chat with us about some other stuff. And uh, in the meantime, in there, Somewhere there's the uh, Southern California uh, Rover Clubs Rover Rendezvous uh, that we'll uh, have a little bit of uh, coverage from as well. So yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an exciting uh, few weeks here, an exciting big fall. things. Yeah, big things indeed. So if you find yourself uh, in want of a tiny Ike keychain or uh, perhaps a uh, a wonderful, wonderful retro 80 T-shirt, of which there are still some in, you know, admittedly some odd sizes, but there are maybe one or two uh, sitting around in the old uh, in the old shipping receiving department there. Please head on over. What's, to what is retro. size F? We don't know. It's just a question mark. We don't even know what it is. We only have one sleeve. We don't know exactly who it's for, but uh, well, we got a few of those. It's got uh, a V-neck in the back. It's really interesting. Very deep V. Damn, it's, yeah, it's great. I mean, if you have a neat back tech, too, or you know, you're just really proud of that back hair, uh, you know, why not? Why not? Look. Uh, anyways, at the uh, at the underpowered hour store, uh, ch- head on over and uh, and check that uh, check that out. And unfortunately, right. because of all of our rebel. Alley Tuck this week, we have uh, once again run out of time for Ike's review <sighs> of Nando's. But, Damn it. Uh, I do know that uh, Nando's is the uh, official Perry Perry uh, sauce uh, sponsor of Ike's move from his old building to uh, new. And uh, so we will get to the, uh, the Ike uh, Goss uh, review of Nando's uh, at some point in the very near future. Uh, in the meantime, Ike, good luck out there. Uh, enjoy uh, grooming your MacGruber trail, and uh, we will uh, chat with you next week. All right, man. I'm looking forward to it. Take care. The Underpowered Hour is produced by Liza Barris, Ike Goss, and me, Steve Barris. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook.